Hi, everyone. Hello, all, and my lovely Eloise. <laughs> How are so, you doing? I'm great. How are you? I am quite well as well. I'm kind of dried out from talking too much today, but we'll see how my, uh, we'll see my what vocal cords wheeze out. <laughs> exactly. You'll probably hear me drinking quite a bit of water. It's kind of a good day for a beer, um, oh. though I don't drink very much, but uh, <laughs> I don't drink often at all. Uh, but we had a funeral um, and it was a sad day. And uh, I had a little alcohol at that funeral. Mm. And um, yeah, I'm kind of like going, yeah, a little beer might be good. And in great funerals, they give you like a, a sweet cookie and um, and methoxa brandy to drink. Oh. You know, it's like a very small good. shot. It's not like a massive amount of alcohol or anything. But that's what yeah. we do. These dry cookies well, at and... the ceremony or after. Yeah, well, once you, it's quite a long procedure, right? Oh, you go to the, the coffin. Yeah, you go pick up the coffin from the mortuary. Then you take the right. coffin to the church. The priest goes through the ceremony. Then you yeah. take the coffin back to the resting place, wherever it's going to be buried, to the yeah. cemetery, and then bury it at the cemetery. Then you go back to the church, and in, usually in the church basement, they've set up all these tables. Very plain and stark oh, yeah, so kind of a wake yeah no the wake is the day before oh. that's the oh okay that's the after the family offers the the brandy the metak sub brandy yeah. and the cookie there were olives and a little you know halva that's it out on a piece of bread yeah. very very stark food Oh, okay. We'd have cucumber sandwiches and cake. And... Yeah, there you go. So everyone's got their little <laughs> tradition. But we do the wake the, the day before. Like they have two sort of um, uh, visitations. Okay. So they do it in the afternoon, then give the family a break, and then they do it mm. in the evening. And then the day. It was really interesting because they waited. Um, like he died, I think, at, at the weekend. And then mm. it was like five days later, maybe even a week later. So they had to. You know, they freeze up the body and then yeah yeah interesting wow yeah, very oh, i'm sorry very interesting process mm. and also you know the the um you know, all the stuff it kind of brought up uh from the past i think the last podcast we were talking about how we bring our whole history and this this funeral yeah. was so interesting faces i hadn't seen for years and years and what, yeah. what kind of stirrings it brought up. Not that I was, you know, um, attached to any of it. You know, part yeah. of it was joy to see these people and then tears came too. And yeah. then it started stimulating all kinds of, of memories. Um, fascinating, fascinating process. Yeah. And then it also brought tears out that didn't really affiliate to the memories because the memories weren't bad. They were nice memories. But I wasn't feeling the tears were joyful. I think I cried for three or four hours. It was very interesting. I feel yeah. very good today. That's cool. I feel like something as, as though yeah. I, I moved a bunch of stuff. Well, it's like what we were talking about the other day, actually, before we started in all, on one of our podcasts, about how sometimes you just need something to kind of initiate it. It doesn't have to be the thing that heals you. 
Yes. And it's almost like the funeral and seeing people was a catalyst for something, even though it wasn't that. Yes. And, and I would say, you know, we never know which one it is. I mean, obviously the funeral brought up stuff and seeing, yeah. seeing the faces, which really uh, was interesting, watching all these faces and just seeing them mm. coming to life again, straight out of my history, right? These are yeah, these that's a funeral. Are, people these, coming to life. That's what. That's so, it's fascinating, right? So, <laughs> Always sense of humor. <laughs> uh, I haven't quite figured this all out, and, and I don't think I will necessarily no. figure it out. But <laughs> it it does have the the idea that all of this is inside you. I went on to my own life. I mean, I spent my childhood with these people, their yeah. kids. Um, then you know later on maybe moving in different directions, but we always met up and then being in the, um, in the fur industry, which is a family business, but all these people were in it. They come from the same village in Greece. Mm. Yeah. That's what they do there. And, yeah. uh, you know, just even just seeing a picture of this man who died, he was working on the furs and, and that just, wow. Even now I have a couple of tears in my eyes and, uh, like what was it uh, you know the death of um of of an industry too that you know mm. people say is terrible of course it's not the industry's not dead of course it's it's booming but not in north america or or europe yeah. but it's well, europe. part of europe it's booming right in greece mm. uh, it's booming uh, because they're selling to Russians and Asians. And, yeah. Um, and the, believe me, Americans are buying and Canadians are buying. Uh, uh, it's just we don't we don't hear about this. And of course, the, the industry is not completely defunct here. Uh, there's a small uh, uh, group of people. But it is an art form. You know, it really yeah. is an art form. Uh, the, the, the thing that we we become visceral about um is like seeing something die or or knowing they're going to die just for vanity is what what we say but mm. i don't quite believe, i i believe the fern street had begun with the idea of i gotta keep warm here right so you gotta well, yeah not i believe that that's what happened yeah. people had to wear furs to stay warm they trapped them they yeah. ate the meat and they wore the fur and that's... then they used the skin yeah well even before the fur it would have been skin uh, i mean the native people were clear yeah. on that the native and the inuit i mean they yeah they that's what they did <laughs> and um you know, just the idea that we're displacing things. Like one of the things that I heard recently is we're going to um, electric cars, right? But yeah. from beginning to end of production of the battery is more polluting than yeah. fossil fuels, right? Yeah. So that's fascinating. That kind of breaks, and, right? This and is, the, the way electric cars are on our system is actually very, it messes up our brain and electrical waves. So. Oh my God, that's good too. Yeah, I didn't even So yeah, so I mean, there's ways to harmonize but... it. But yeah, so actually people are um, going to be, their health's going to be suffering from drugs. I, I completely, you know, now that you're saying that, Eloise, it didn't dawn on me. Uh... But when I drive by those, uh, we have plug-in stations now. And of course I go, Ooh. oh my God, look what we're doing, right? We're, we're, we're not even testing this and figuring it out. We're not even giving clear data 
on what's going on. We're misinformed. And yet we are paying with our tax dollars to have these things go up. And of course, eventually replace all fossil fuel cars. Um, with, it's like finding a solution too quickly. It's, it's not that you shouldn't oh, find a solution. That's not my yeah. point. Please, no one think that. Of course, we should yeah, find a yeah, solution. Need a solution. Um, and of course, hydropower is great because it's not, it's the least mm. right now, not, not polluting. It's great. Yeah. And, well, we can, gen- but the thing is, we're ignoring all the ways that we can generate energy from nothing. Yeah, that too. Right? So it's all just mad yeah, anyway. Like, but yeah, sorry. <laughs> yes, we can go really far. Yeah. But- I'll stay a little bit basic uh, uh, for now, and we could get into that at another call. But basically, it's like we're not evaluating, and and um, I get caught up in thinking of those things, and I feel like that's what gets my energy contracted. But now that you've said that, I'm just feeling myself driving by, and if I don't have those thoughts, there is this massive, like Transformers, right? They're so terrible for us, right? Mm, and one yeah, of the things and we've got the smart meters and the 5g and the da, 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 da. so yeah what i do is i mm. use um uh, organite and i put it everywhere yeah and i do notice when i leave my home i even my office is in my my mum's home and i've got that whole place covered in organite and i have our place covered yeah. in organite and i've also gone around to transformers they're called um what are they called um, energy busters or or transformer busters. Oh yes, uh, these little yeah, the they're just they're they're not attractive. They're very they're not easy to make. Meaning the scent is the smell is really intense to use resin. So mm. you got to do it outside and you know. Yeah, I've got a friend that makes. Yeah, them. I used to make them. I did for a while too, and then of course my health got worse. So I was like, okay, I can't make mm. them. And I gave them away and I threw them all over the city. Like I would just toss them wherever I saw transformers and or bury them yeah. at the base of a pole and stuff like that. So now they're based in cement. Can't even put one down. I bet you if I stuck one on the, you know, the meter, it would how long would it stay there, right? You know, yeah. to transform the I mean, energy. Yeah. I use a lot of the biogeometry tools to bind. Yeah, I haven't done enough that work to do the biogeometry. <laughs> It's really worth investigating if people are interested in these. Yes, very good to investigate and really clears up Mm. some of the ridiculous ideas that we have. I mean, you know, just Mm. the few people who've come up with a quick solution to what we should do. Even, you know, I heard years ago that even solar panels, how are we going to get rid of them after? Because they're extremely toxic. Right. Yeah. So we we worry yeah. about the toxicity of uh, nuclear power, and yet no, we don't even worry about the toxicity of uh, getting rid of batteries and solar panels. Yeah. And how they don't really, you know, the solar panels don't much- work that well. You know, especially in Canada. Yes. Maybe this summer we'd have great <laughs> electricity from it, but it's really difficult. Yeah. You know, nobody talks about the difficulties and you know, where we need to come up with new ideas. I mean, solar power is from way back when. So I was was laughing, my car, it has a stop-start feature on it. And I'm always questioning, I'm like, does this actually help that it turns itself on and off all the time? But it doesn't always work, so it just irritates me. And then I was in the garage and went, oh, yeah, it won't work unless it's over 14 degrees centigrade. And I'm like, well, when is it over 14 degrees centigrade in the UK? On a regular basis. 
it's like exactly like, what's the point? right it's it's really just <laughs> i found a solution let's just uh throw money at it and yeah. and we don't but before we, we thought um everyone went into buying diesel cars because that was supposed to be healthier and now they're banning them from cities over here because they're not healthy <laughs> yeah like, diesel's well, pretty strong you know when oh, you when i was in india and just all the diesel over madras or Chennai, oh. they call it Chennai now, right? I think. Anyway, it was yeah. just horrible. It was so hard to breathe. And, you, you know, you, when I took the bus to get in there, uh, and then we got to our, whatever, hostel, trying to clean the dirt off your body was, oh, oh my God, it oh. was you know, just scrubbing and scrubbing and scrubbing. And you, you went out for five minutes and your nails were black. Wow. It was just That's gross, fun. gross, gross. So, yeah, I, oh. I just don't even know. <laughs> Whether. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. just have these stupid solutions. Well, we come up with ideas, which is great. But I think, like you said, maybe we just implement them too quickly without thinking of the long-term cycle from beginning to yes, end. Yes, exactly. It's... And we don't test enough on, like, humans, hello. The tests can also see what are the repercussions. And there are people who have done it, but they don't necessarily tell us about it. You've got to really search for the information. Yeah. And as we know, people don't read everything. Yeah. You know, you can get a, but, you can get a headline yeah, and then read a little bit, but people don't go to the end. Often when you go to the end of some of these articles, they'll they'll put the big, fantastical, uh, news there and then you get to the end and they refute the original paragraph yeah right? it's like well what yeah. it's like what <laughs> it's well, like why did you even mention you any of this said you were gonna go well yeah. they mentioned yeah. it because they know it's going to be persuasive right and yeah. they'll persuade people and and go in a you know whatever the lobbyist said or or people who think yes yes we got to get rid of fossil fuel and move forward it's like, okay yeah but relax yeah. check things out are we going to make it worse? Right? It goes back to yeah. that favorite line I have of Jordan Peterson. At the minimum, don't make it worse. Right? Yeah. So now we're going to make it worse. We're going to make taxation worse. You know, I don't mind using my taxes to get something that's actually going to work. But if you're mm -hmm. going to just take the money, increase our taxes so we could pay for something that in the long run is going to be so costly and not reduce the original connotation, the sorry, the original idea which was to reduce pollution <laughs> right now we need centers to bring the batteries to right how are we going to dispose of these things yeah in any it's all mad it's, it's all mad but it, we don't have the I, answer, it, it blows yeah. me away that it was already in the bible yeah. that it tells you that <laughs> we're getting back to Cain and yeah Abel. god <laughs> says to Cain why art thou wroth? Which is what we're doing. Oh my God, fossil fuel's bad, right? And why is thy countenance fallen? So if thou doest well, thou shalt, um, if thou doest well, shalt thou not be accepted? And if thou does not well, sin lieth at the door. Yeah, I mean, we can look at things simply and realize that sin's coming to our door. Yeah. It's coming. You know, unless people start looking at themselves going, okay, we all agree we want a healthy environment. If someone doesn't, yeah. I, I really don't get it. 
right? I don't, you know, yeah. but whatever we're going to apply, we got to make sure that's going to work out and not to, yeah. not to lay uh, blame at the feet of something that is working quite well and, and use something that's not going to work as well. It's just bizarre. But we know that uh, resentment and not looking at whether, because a lot, a lot of times somebody who's against something, like if you're, so you have, I like using this fossil fuel example. So it's like, okay, I like to find better than fossil fuel, but I'm not against fossil fuel. I'm not against the battery either. I'm not against mm. the solar panels either, but I want to look and see, I'm not against or for them. That, that, that has nothing to do with anything. But yeah. If, you know, one of the reasons we wanted to start this Cain and Abel podcast was thinking about what Nietzsche said, God is dead. And I don't know the quote properly. <laughs> God is dead and the blood, <laughs> the blood is on our hands of killing God. Yeah. So what does that mean? Well, we find something else to, um, to say is God, right? So even something mm. as simple as, um, all right, batteries are my God now. And the devil is fossil fuels. Yeah. Okay, but now that you've said your God is wonderful, we can't critique your God. Because you're saying, no, this is good. Yeah. Right? So if you don't have something that is greater in morality, like, yes, we need the planet to be healthy. We all want to continue living on this planet. We all want plants and animals yeah. to continue. We want to swim in a beautiful yeah. ocean. You know, we want mm. garbage to go. We want all these things. Of course we do. But we don't want to implement something that is going to be worse. So, you know, I look at morally speaking. Um, no, putting up these electrical things, you're not doing well. I don't see how this is doing well. Even you saying the stop start button, right? Even yeah. that's not doing well. Like, well yeah. like, what are you talking about, right? You're 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 putting into production immediately something that is, you know, what not going to work <laughs> in the long run. We, we seem we yeah. seem to just look in the short term that, uh, and that is really it seems to me because God is dead. So now I found something new to cling on to, mm. right? Now I'm going to cling on to this and then that will make me morally superior than the rest of the world. And here's the solution I'm giving that is morally superior. And now the rest of you are inferior. So it goes back to what we said last time. If you think you're good, you're likely mistaken. Yeah. Right? So the, the adjudication within yourself is to notice your evil to see your evil, to take responsibility for what's evil within you. So if you make fossil fuels the de devil and you make something else like, you know, batteries, the, the God, and you haven't evaluated where we're going with this, um, hmm. you, you haven't mm. evaluated that, hey, maybe, yeah, maybe batteries will be good, but let's look at the future. Let's see what's going on and let's look for something new. Yeah. Because it's really a short-term solution. We have enough garbage in the world, right? Oh, yeah. And like now we're just creating more. And wow. not only that, the batteries, 
where are they going to be produced and where are they going to be used? They're going to be used in countries that can, that can afford this. They're going to be used yeah. in countries that can tax people and get money out of them and, and you know, install these electric towers, right? You have to mm. have money to do that. That's not going to happen in India overnight. It's not going to happen in China overnight. Yeah. Maybe Russia has enough money, but I don't know. I don't know enough about the Russian economy. India has so many rich people, but so many poor people. This isn't going to happen. Yeah. They're going to keep, just because we're against fossil fuels or that is the, the norm, um, they're not necessarily going to be the people that change. And if they're forced to change, economically what that would do to us, right? The cost of living increases. Like imposing mm. North American and European standards on a country, well, just like what happened to Greece and Spain, right? They join the EU. They go, Greece yeah. goes from the drachma to the euro and immediately yeah. their economy is dying. They were doing fine with the drachma. Yeah. They join the EU and everyone's, you know, begins to still live in the street. You never saw homeless people in Greece. Yeah, it's not yeah. a thing. You know, now it's a thing, right? Taxation mm. and that's terrible. You can't you can't impose North American standards on a poor country. I mean, mm. I'm not good at explaining all of this. You can look up, you know, Thomas <laughs> Sowell and uh, who else talks about these things? Uh, I think Neil deGrasse Tyson might be one good person to refer to. But uh, Thomas Sowell's, when it comes to economics, he explains it so wonderfully. What I'm just trying to bring up is that Cain, God is telling Cain that what he's done is unacceptable and he becomes resentful. So it's the same with this example we're using. If Now you, you brought up battery power and solar panel. Well, you can do better, dudes. You can do better. Come on, scientists, geniuses. You can do better. Yeah. Yeah, we don't need to keep going back to the same old technology. We have batteries. We've had them for a long mm. time. We, we've had solar panels for a long time, right? You can do better. You can yeah, definitely, there is another yeah. one. But some people who believe they're good say, no, this is the answer. So that's, it, it's, am I explaining this right? Like, well, you're explaining it, yeah. <laughs> Well, it's, it's very complex to look at yourself and see, okay, I've got resentment and jealousy and I can go there really yeah. easily, but I choose not to. That makes you a good person. Saying that you are the moral arbiter of the world, I think is evil. I would say that mm. is evil. If you're the moral arbiter, you're telling me what is good and what is bad. And if I critique you, you're saying, just like, Cain does. Well, God's wrong. I'll just kill Abel. That's, that's, mm. what's hap that's what happens with most of us. I mean, I think with all of the work that, that I've done over 25, 30 years of working with people, it's, it's the same thing over again. They're the moral, mm. they're, they're, continually the client comes in as the moral arbiter. Moral arbiter of the husband. The husband comes in as the moral arbiter of the wife. Okay. Um, and also becoming the moral arbiter within self. There are many of us who, who blame ourselves and you become that moral arbiter instead of really looking at what is evil in you. Yeah. Oh, my jealousy is evil. 
my resentment is evil. I resent this person for doing this. I resent my boss. I resent, I resent, I resent. You, you take responsibility for that resentment and choose not to. You know, mm. I resent my boss. He makes more money than me. It appears he doesn't work as well. He goes to cocktail parties and I sit here all day and work really hard and I resent him. Okay, that's yeah. how you perceive it. But instead of being resentful, get up, look at your boss and say, what can I do to improve so I can move up within this company or another company? Tell me what to do. And you have to listen and you have to keep choosing within yourself to do that very thing. So I gave an example last time that I was, I was, I had that within myself to improve, to mm. figure out what I need to do. And I was offered another position. Of course I left cause I created my own business, but mm. um, that's a whole other story. It's like, it's not <laughs> money. Obviously money doesn't give me meaning. I mean, it would be nice now to have that money. I say so, but it doesn't give me meaning. No, it's like, okay, you're offering me money, but I have no meaning here. Give me something that has meaning. I don't care what it is. Actually, don't even give me a raise. Just give me some more things to do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That, that would have given me some more meaning. Just give me anything to do. Let me come in, fix your desk. Let me be your secretary too. I'll do both jobs and I won't even ask for more money because meaning, meaning, right? Meaning. And I, and I think, you know, at this point, Kane doesn't realize that the offering isn't for himself. This is a whole other aspect is the sacrifices we need to make for our future, right? If, mm. I, if I go to a company right now as, as an older person, I walk into the company, I might have to make sacrifices to yeah. prove that I can do things. Like I, they might say, well, you've been in business on your own for, for 20 for 30 years and you only worked for a company for six months and you left, you're not exactly reliable to a company. Eh? They might have some doubts about me. I'd have to go in and prove. I might even tell them, look, yeah. don't pay me. Don't pay me. I will, I will figure out how to get money. Don't pay me for a month and let's see what I can do. Let's see if you want to keep yeah. me. And I pretty much almost guarantee that they keep me because I find ways to be very useful to them yeah. useful to the company but you have to look in yourself to see, if you sit around going oh you know what if they don't pay me no. what if they don't like the offering i give it's like no i'm giving an offering get to the end of the week can i have an evaluation please i got a whole month where you might not pay me give me an evaluation i want to know what i need to do better and they might tell you they might say god i didn't even know you were doing this well we're actually going to pay you this week could happen they might even say that. Like, I can't believe mm -hmm. that they paid me. Um, you know, one of the things that supervisor asked me, he said, do you know that you came in six o'clock in the morning till nine o'clock at night and you told no one? Because like, you have a key card to get in, right? So they try. Oh, yeah. You yeah. know, so, so he said, you never talked to anyone. You never uh, told them you were going to do it. You never um, complained about it. You know, I said, well, you, you look you needed me i needed a job mm. you gave me the job you gave me a position i need to work for it to earn the money that i get i can't just take the money yeah. and he's like 
you don't, and I said, that's just normal. He goes, no, it's not. You have no idea what you're worth. He actually said that to me. You have no idea what you're worth. And I completely, I was like some dumbo. I really sat there. like, (laughs) Like I look back at that girl that I was and what a dumbo, you know, I didn't even realize that, you know, I could have worked my way forward in that company. You know, it would have been a whole other life. I wouldn't have done all the things that I did. But I I look back and go, wow, there was an an opportunity there that I have no idea where it would have gone. It's kind of like an adventure that I go, huh, you know, maybe I'll try that adventure one day because it's cool, right? Like, what's it (laughs) like to, you know, I only worked for a big company for six months. The rest of the time, I always work for myself. I, I really, you know. And summer jobs, you know, when I was 16, 17, 18, you know, getting some summer Mm -hmm. jobs, but that, and some of them lasted the whole year if they gave you the part time for the year, but that's about it, right? The rest of the time it was me and making (laughs) things work. Um, It gives me meaning to figure out how to work it and, and do it Mm. and make it happen, you know, Uh, kind of interesting, right? to to look at life that way but that's not how we look at life most of us have the mark of king i love that imagery of having the mark of king to me it's the mark of uh, i resent right and you can you know you can hear it the moment someone opens up their mouth right like uh, my boss uh, takes advantage of me yeah. And right away, you know, there's, there's a complexity of resentment in there. You're resenting mm. your boss for taking the work that you need to do to get it done. I'm really tired. I have to stay late. To, well, you have choices. You know, not only do you fulfill what, what the company does, but you always have to consider yourself as well. I agree, right? I'm not just going to go into a company and say, well, I'm not going to pay you, but you have to work 24 hours a day. And uh, by the end of the month, I'm not going to give you anything. That would be completely irresponsible on the bosses and the company's part, right? Like, you know, as a young, immature, ignorant woman that I was, and, you know, maybe one day we'll get into why that occurred for me. um, Being offered that kind of money to stay in a company, um, I just, I didn't even, I didn't understand the implications, right? And mm. I just didn't think I deserved it. Yeah. yeah. So, so kind of a different uh, approach to things. Like, why would you give me this money for doing nothing? It's just, it feels gross. Like, it actually felt to me repulsive. Mm. You know, today I understand that, you know, if they're going to offer you that, it, the boss knows what you're worth. Yeah. A boss is crazy to let someone go and not give that person a raise who's doing the job. Yeah. I mean, if I have somebody who's doing the job and I appreciate them and if they're missing, it's going to cause struggle in my life. Then, okay, I need to keep them. You know, when Mm. I worked with my dad in our company, he had, you know, he had this employee that he didn't want to lose. And I said to him, everyone's replaceable. He was really, really nervous about it. He lost an employee who was was like family. He he wanted to go off and open his own business. Um, He was just tired of being an employee. So he went off and we found another guy. 
you know, actually, yep. actually, uh, once in a while, he says hi to me on Facebook. It's so funny, like years later. <laughs> Turned out to be great. We had a few lemons in between, you know, some yeah. worked out, some didn't work out, some, <laughs> you know, so a couple of lemons. And then we got this great guy. And, and I remember my dad coming up to me and he goes, uh, it's wonderful. I feel so good to know that um, I don't need to keep that employee, right? Yeah. And we had to go through a few runs, like another, we needed another type of employee. And, you know, the guy comes in and because I'm intuitive, I speak quickly. And of course, my father didn't get yeah. this all the time, but he always knew I was doing it right. And, yeah, like he, he kind of realized you're, I'm intuitive, but he just couldn't figure it out. So he, this guy comes in and I said, he said, what do you think? And I said, no way, he's going to drive us crazy. He's going to drive us out yeah. of our mind. He said, but he's really fast. I'm like, okay, but he's going to drive you crazy. He's, he's just, yeah. the, the fastness is, is going to be usurped by the problems he has, his ego, his narcissism, et cetera. And my father's like, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> I'm hiring him. I'm like, go ahead. You know, yeah. like, what? it didn't go matter ahead, to me yeah. if you hire them and fire them. Okay, so within a month or two, it was like, I can't take it anymore. He never arrives on time. He disappeared. He's, he was always gone doing something. And then come back. Yeah, yeah. it was a fast sower, but all the time he spent outside, <laughs> he, he wouldn't get it done. So, of course, my father said, I got to let you go. Like, not long after, he was there a... I can remember yeah. it so well because I just thought it was funny when, like, yeah, yeah, hire him. I don't have to deal with him anyway. It's you who has to deal with him, and you're the one who's going to get frustrated. He would say, "Where is he?" I'm like, "I told you, he's going to frustrate you. He's gone. He went wherever he went. I don't know what he's doing." It was so funny. It was really, really funny. So, so of course, you know, figuring out that it's okay. You can always replace people, and some people, even though they're really good at what they do. Other things just don't work out. Like attitude. Yeah. His attitude yep. was bad. I, I don't care how great yeah. he was at his technique. The attitude was missing. Like the love of his work, the respect of, of what he was doing and being respectful to the, because a factory needs to run like clockwork. You know, you need to have certain things ready for the next person to work. Yeah. If you disappear, yeah. well, the next person can't continue their job. Right. It's like, yeah. well, I can do whatever I want because I'm so good at what I do. You're never going to lose me. Poor guy was always fired. He's really good at his job, like the actual yeah. technique. But man, he just kept going from business to business. He's like, I don't know why this happens. I'm like, really? <laughs> you see anybody leaving? You know, do people leave the shop? I'd leave for a minute to go pee and my father would lose it. You know, where'd you go? I was like, I'm peeing. That's it. Peeing. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm doing. I'm back here now. Where are you yeah. yeah. So Cain and Abel, huge, huge. It, yeah, it's, huge it, then we've got more to explore. Yeah. And it's, it's so interesting if you start to figure out if your boss is communicating to you uh, that something's not working out, that you need to that, that you think your position is more than the boss, that's, that's real, real, um, it's a real shame, you know? Yeah. It's a real shame that you think you know better than your boss. Um, the, the, there's a different position, and if you've never been in it, you have no idea. I think because I was the boss of, of the business and I went into a big business, I saw it differently, right? Mm. Yeah, you yeah. see it differently. And I know people do, they just see it differently. They don't, you know, 
um, when you're sitting around doing nothing, you forget that your holidays are paid. You forget that you get 4% vacation rate. Where, where's this money yeah. coming from? Did you produce that money? Well, no, you weren't there that day and you're not going to be there all summer. So you didn't produce it. Just the law says you've got to do this for people. Right? Mm. Like some countries pay 13 months a year. Italy pays 13 months salary. Right? So you get a whole month paid that you never worked. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think they get other. So they get two months vacation a year. Jeez, right? Mm. That's nice. But how's that going to be maintained if no one's picking up the slack? Well, okay, your yeah. boss is going to pick up the slack. Okay, let the boss pick up the slack. Mm. That's that, He doesn't get any benefit, or she. When I pick up the slack, which I've done a million times for employees, they get up, the bell goes, you know, four o'clock, bing, they're out. They don't, they don't finish the seam. No. They don't they don't pick up the work they've done off the floor. No one no one says, Hey, I just didn't finish this. Or I spent yeah. I spent an hour a day just perusing and taking a break. So I'm not giving you that extra hour because mm-hmm. I was here in the office. You know? It's like, come on. Where do you think where do you think the money is gonna come from if you're not producing? Yeah. Yeah. So the boss has to take the risk. The boss might have to borrow money if you're not if the bunch of employees are resentful, they're not working enough, right? This whole idea that the employees should own the company is bizarre. If employees want to own the company, you're now the boss. So you make the risk. You go Mm. and borrow the money and make your own company. Do it. Why why do you want the boss to give up his company to you? Uh, Because you're resentful and jealous and think you know Mm. better. You didn't, you didn't take the steps the boss did. Given you didn't take the steps the boss did. I can almost hear people kind of listening to this going, but, (laughs) but I do a lot for the boss and I'm taking advantage of. So I'd love to hear people from people who think that, that, that that's going on because there might be things that you're not asking for because some people do the job and, you know, they might not ask for a raise. Somebody might be doing the job and they they don't want to ask how to improve so they can get a raise. Mm. Right? Because if a company is not doing well, what happens? You have to give up the people who are, you know, overpaid or inflated and find somebody really good at it that's not going to take that much money. It's sad Mm. and it's tragic, (laughs) but what can you do, right? If the economy goes down yeah. and somebody's getting paid huge wages because, you know, during good times, you could pay people those wages. But how things aren't so good and you can't pay people those wages, you let them go, right? Mm. You know, in my personal business, I've never had an employee that I ever missed. I had them, I paid them, they did work, but once they were gone, it was like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Never cared. I picked up it. I picked up the work that they were doing, and yeah. uh, did it better. It, it's, yeah. it's so when you're overloaded as a person running their own business, and you have employees who who aren't doing it, and then you have to repair everything because it's small bit. I'm talking about small business now. I'm not talking about big business. 
a small business, you end up ha having to stay up till one o'clock in the morning to fix all these things, right? It's almost like, why didn't I just do it at the beginning? That would have taken me, yeah. if I corrected their work from 6 p.m. to 1 a.m., I don't need you. Because I could have done all that work from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. anyway, because I just did it, yeah. right? I had someone doing data entry once. It was all wrong. So I had to spend a whole day. So let's say they did data entry <laughs> over a two-week period. And I sat yeah. for a whole you know, weekend, day and night, Correcting it, so 24 yeah, hours but, to correct what I paid them for for two weeks. So all their work was worthless. Yeah. yeah. Madness. A lot. A lot, because you can't go in and tell the employee you made a mistake. Now sit here and correct it till it's done. They're not going to. It's like, mm -hmm. oh, I made a mistake. Oh, I have to go back a year or two. Okay, then the next two weeks I'll go and correct it. And you know right? So harder, so much longer to correct than do it right the first time, right? Yeah. It's just mm -hmm. so difficult. If you did it right the first yeah. time, it would be good. But now I have to sit and correct it. Um, that's, that's just crazy. And yet feeling as though, yeah, but I need it done today. You, see, you made all these mistakes. You didn't spot your mistakes. It's almost like a child, right? Yeah. Yeah, we could go into really good employees that are not paid well. Well, if you're a really good employee that's not paid well, ask for a raise. And if you're that good, everybody's going to want you. Mm. You can go into any company and you'll be taken if you're if you really are that great employee. Yeah. Like I'm not worried if I go and ask for a raise from from a boss. It's like okay, no, all right, I'll start looking for work. Because it's telling me not that the boss is stupid; it's that they can't afford it. Yeah, that's they might come back with a different number. So if they can't afford it, well, it, you know, you can't get blood from a stone. That's mm. so, oh, guys, you can't afford it. I might ask a few questions. Is it because the company can't afford it or is it because my work isn't good enough? What else can I do to improve? I would ask first, mm. what can I do to improve? Which is what Kane could have asked. Yeah. What can I do to improve? I, I'm not aware. What else can I do? And then he goes, it's like a spiral into more and more resentment to kill his own brother, right? It's, it's so clear that, you know, God says we're inherently evil. Sure we are. You, you, there's not a soul you could bump into who doesn't have uh, resentment and jealousy that pops up. And it's gonna pop up for all of us and we choose whether we go down that road. So that's uh, what I'm concluding with today. Yeah. I hope everyone enjoyed that. That really, it took a lot out of me to do these last yeah. two podcasts, but I find this subject um, never ending. Like, yeah. you, you know, I'm trying to give real life examples so that when you go out and you look at this work, you're able to apply it to yourself. And find really, really creative ways to make your life better, or at least not make it worse, right? Mm. Start with not making it worse. Yeah. No, we're not making it worse. Yeah. But if you springboard, if one springboards into, well, how can I make this better? Let me ask people, yeah. right? But if you expect only positive reinforcement, well, you know, that, that tells you that you think you're the good one. And that you have no mm. flaws. 
uh, they have no place to improve. That there's that there's no uh, you, you yeah that conclusion that I am a good person. So many people say that I'm I'm good I'm a good person. I I don't describe myself that way to myself. No, at all that I'm a good person. I I have no clue. I've been told many times you're such a good person. Like okay. But I don't understand what it means because I don't know what your evaluation is good. Yeah. You know, I, I, I've always thought when I heard good person, like, oh my God, but I'm so evil. I have evil thoughts. I have terrible, yeah. terrible things I feel and think. No, I'm not a good person, but I don't act on my <laughs> evilness. I thought about killing 20 people today. Yeah. But yes, I'm a good person because I didn't do it. I think that would be a whole other paradigm, but, you know, just, just just thinking things that are not nice you know yeah especially towards myself like i think a lot yeah. of well, terrible things maybe we what we need to talk about next yeah i don't i don't necessarily care about anybody else uh, and what they do like i don't care if they're i don't even know if i care whether they're doing anything about it right it's just i need to know within myself that i can choose to do something that at the minimum doesn't make my life worse, but I choose to, yeah. to figure out something. And yes, there are hard hurdles to jump over. Simply put, mm-hmm. difficult. All right. So what did you yeah, write down uh, what you said? We'll talk about it next time so we can, because um, <laughs> my brain okay. has just gone to mush. <laughs> I love you all. I hope you enjoy this. Okay. I hope you can work with this stuff for yourselves and make your life at the minimum. Don't make it worse, but do some things that will make your life better. Oh my God. How wonderful that would be. Um, you know, just improve it somewhere. But remember, you don't always have to improve. You know, just don't make it worse. That's that's step number one. Yeah. All right, my loves. Okay, take care. You too. Bye, love. Bye.